When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Andrew McCart, IFL TV. I'm here in Newcastle. Delighted as always to be joined by Mr. Lee Wood. Lee, I said you were famous. You said you're not famous, you're popular. It seems like everyone's a piece of you in this hotel. So, uh, yeah, how are you enjoying life? Yeah, it's, it's been good to catch up with um, friends, family, my kids. Um, but, you know, I started training again now. I kind of miss the gym. Kind of, I've realised that having that amount of time off and you start eating a bit of bad food and you start losing your shape and now I think boxing is my therapy. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm back in the gym. Good. Good to see you. Obviously, I do want to talk about you, but there's a reason why you're in Newcastle. You're here for your gym mate Shabazz Masood, who's got a tough opponent in his hands against uh, Jose San Martin. Uh, yeah, talk to me about Shabazz and how he's been looking in this camp. Yeah, it's a big step up. Um, one that he didn't really need. He, he wants a big step up. He wanted these kind of fights. Um, maybe promoters would have gone for a lesser opponent but um, that's a testament to him and how, how good he is and his belief in himself uh, I think he's world class and he's going to prove that uh, tonight hopefully uh, and look good in doing so and then uh, move forward towards a shot or uh, a bigger belt uh, an eliminator of some kind maybe I think he's ranked really high in uh, yeah, WBA and governing bodies so uh, yeah soon to be world champion and uh, I can't wait to see it and be part of it it's going to be an exciting night here in Newcastle. It seems like the young guns have been fired up for that. I don't know if you've seen any of the press conference in the way in. There's been argy-bargy, they've been pushing. So, yeah, it's going to be a mouth-watering event tonight. Yeah, I think, um, I've never done that, but I think it does help. It helps for the promoters, helps sell the show, gets people talking, think, oh, yeah, I want to see if I want to see if he's as good as he thinks he is, or I want to see that loud mouth get knocked out. Or There's always reasons for people doing that, and it gets people talking and makes them tune in. Uh, whether it's good or bad, uh, you think it's, it's going to get people to tune in. So um, it's only going to be good for the promoter. We had a little podcast with Joe Pugh from IFL. We, 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 every time we do a podcast on your fights, I'm like, just sit down, relax, get some popcorn and just enjoy it because you bring drama. I mean, look, the Coleman fight, the drama. Do you know what I mean? The Lara fight, the drama with the, Ben Davidson with the towel. Then you've got the Josh Warrington fight, the drama. The what, Lara rematch, it's like... You got you're writing a little Rocky movie here. We're on Rocky Five coming up, and then and this next fight we've got Rocky Five coming up. So yeah, I'm, I'm expecting drama. But you, you've you've said to me off camera there that I've got a ticket to your next fight. Which for me, when I was talking to Frank Smith and I'm talking about you and Joe Cordina, I'm thinking, yeah, look at the last the past fights that you both have been in. The Rakimov fight for Cordina, the the fights I've just rattled off for you. Use two together for me as a selfish boxing fan. I can see drama, knockdowns. You're used to it, but I can see all that. Can you? I've got to agree with you, right? <laughs> I'm never in a dual fight. I never have been in a dual fight. Um, Cordina would make, be, make a great, uh, a great fight, a great partner for myself. To, um, well, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Really, if you think about it. Um, yeah, 
it's, I, I think I've got four, three or four options. Uh, number one being Warrington, not in any order. I'm saying one of them being Warrington, one of them being Cordina, um, one of them being another belt holder at the new weight. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. I think just had a little conversation there um, about Conlon, but I don't see him getting past Jordan. I see Jordan beating him. So I'm not even going to mention him in that uh, in that equation. So yeah, I've got three options there, unless there's a new one or Eddie can bring someone else to the table. But I think Cordina really, for me, because I get something out of it. Um, it's not just like a, a big fight. And I'm, not, I'm not fine at the city ground to be like, oh, I fought at the city ground. Amazing. Like, I want to win. I want to, I want to win. I want it to be a spectacle. I want it to be an unforgettable night, one for the history books. It could be my last fight. I'm not saying it is my last fight, but it could be my last fight. So I want to, want to make sure it's one that I go out with a bang. And I think to put something else on the table for me to gain a world title, then it's going to bring the best out of me. Well, that, that to me just sounds like Joe Cordina, two-weight world champion, city ground. That seems like if you do win that fight against Joe Cordina, you could retire probably the happiest fighter on the planet. Yeah, but then when you've got a world title, it's like, well, you've got a world title, you might as well defend it. <laughs> but um, no, like, I don't need to keep, keep fighting for money. Um, like, like I said to everyone, the only reason that I want to keep fighting is to achieve my dream. And um, that's why I made sure it was in the contract for the last fight, because I kept getting, oh, well, can we do it next set? It's like, oh, well, you know, time of year. Or, can we do it next set? Oh, every time I want, it's like, there's a reason why I can't do it. So I had to put it in the contract to make sure it was next. And... And we're there, so um, yeah, it's exciting. Um, but I need the dance part of the right one. Well, that's the thing. You mentioned Conlon there. You, you believe that he won't get past Jordan Gill, but even if, if Mick does get past Jordan Gill, he's still a dance partner for you. Josh Wongton's still a dance partner for you. Joe Cardina's a dance partner for you. Even if they bring out a Shaki Foster or an Avaretti over for you, so you're not lacked in any dance partner. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You've got exactly. You've got so many dance partners there that you can choose from. But if you had to choose, I'm gonna, probably you're going to go with Joe Cardina. But below Joe Cardina, if it's not him, would it be that the rematch with either Warrington and Con or Colin? Um, I'm so easy. Like, if it was up to me, I'd just say right, these are the options, and just let the fans pick <laughs> pick a fight. You know, because at the end of the day, the fans are going to pick the one they think is the most exciting fight, which will put more bumps on seats, which will attract bigger viewing numbers and attract more money for me. So. Well, would generate more money for me, so it's like let the fans decide. Why not? You mentioned there that you don't believe Jordan Gill's going to get past Mick. Eh, will get past Mick Conlon. He's going to beat Mick Conlon. Sorry. Yeah. So you're going to be in. Are you going to be in Belfast for that one? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we're going for my friend Jordan. Um, we've been like brothers over the years. You know, I think 13 years. Um, he's a great guy um, and he's a good fighter. And I believe um, he's doing everything he needs to do to win. He knows what he needs to do to win. Um, which is most important, a smart fighter. Um, Ben's been helping him out, um, and Lee Wilder's been helping out, and Barry Smith's been taking him over there. I'll be over there on the night as well, and um, I can't wait to see it. I'm confident. I want to say to you, right, there's obviously a needle there between you and Mick. Um, now, if he does get past Jordan Hill, like I said, there's going to be something said post-fight and stuff like that. That needle's going to ignite again. That fire's going to ignite because he's beat one of your best friends. You said that he's like bro he's a brother to you in Jordan Gill. Does that fire, if he does beat Jordan Gill, would that fire go in your belly again to get uh, Mick in the, the ring once more to settle that score? I'm not sure, mate. Um, I, can't see him, I can't see him beating Jordan. Um, I don't want to jinx it, but, you know, like I said, he's doing everything he needs to do. Um, so we'll, we'll take it as it comes. 
hopefully Jordan beats him and uh, that discussion will never take place. Josh Warrington's called you a little bitch. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, like I've got a good social media team. They keep making these videos, and I giggle as I post them. I'm like posting, I'm giggling. Um, yeah, like I just seen another video. Then he's responded to my video that I posted, and he said um, something. He sounded like a child. Something about yeah, he's strong, but he's not the strongest. <laughs> it literally sounded like a little kid. So I'm gonna make another video out of that one. Oh, I'm gonna pass it to my guy. He's gonna make the video. So. Yeah, this is common clinic, but um, if we keep building the interest and people want to see that fight again, then great. I get to fight at City Ground in a massive fight against someone I've already beat, which is, I thought I'd be an extremely hard fight for City Ground, but it's now, now time's got here. Um, I am that hard fight for anyone, so the tables have kind of turned. Um, yeah, it's, I don't even know who I'm going to fight there, but I just don't want to fight there. So. Well, the thing is as well... You're not going down to featherweight. The next fight isn't super featherweight, so that's what you want to become. There's no, there's no going down to featherweight to face anyone else for one last dance. Your super featherweight is the thing. Set of ground. Next fight, 100%. 100%. Uh, talks have already begun. Um, I think I'll have a meeting with Eddie in a few weeks to talk about who, because we still don't know who yet. We just know where. Um, take that. Eddie, right there. You want to stick on? We just came out there. now. Ed, do we know do we know who yet? Do we know who yet? Who do you want? I'm not sure. Do I, I want to let the fans decide. Do you want belts? Do you want money? Both. Do you want rivalry? All three. Can we get all three? I think it's difficult to get all three. Should we let the fans decide? Can we do that? We can like a poll. Yeah. I think so. I think that'll be the best way to do it because that's going to be the most exciting fight, which will generate the life most is money. Terrible. Who am I going to fight yeah, for, yeah. for a fortune at the city ground? I'll see you soon, Ed. There you go. You, you said it there. Life is not terrible for you because you've got so many options. And that, that when you were starting off in your career, okay, I'm, I've done this in like ten minutes, so we want to get to the fight tonight. So I'll keep this this last this, make this last question. When you were Losing them British title fights and, and all that, down in them small hole shows and whatnot. Did you ever envision this scenario where you'd be in this position where the city ground is there, becoming a two-weight world champion, all the options that you have on the table, Eddie Hearn basically saying to you, who do you want? Um, did you ever envision that when you were losing them fights in your early parts of your career? Do you know, when I was losing them fights, it's so frustrating because I used to like go back home or back to the gym and I'd think to myself, like, I do everything I can do, like... I know I'm good enough, and I know I work hard enough, and I dedicate myself, I do everything I need to do to the T, like, but I'm not getting where I need to get, but I'm doing everything I need to do, I'm doing everything that's asked of me, but actually what I needed to do was find someone to guide me and show me how to win these fights, and there's so much more to learn than just what I knew at that spot, if that makes sense. Um, and like anything in life, like in any area of them experts, when they, they get to the, the top of the tree, they're never done learning. And even when they get there, they're still learning. They're always learning. And that's the same with boxing. I'm still learning. I'm still, uh, I'm still improving. And as I get experience, and that's just going to keep racking up. Um, obviously, I'm towards the end of my career now, but I'm, I'm still learning. Um, so, yeah, you know, it was frustrating time. But I remember one time, I think I was offered the Frampton fight. I think someone pulled out last minute. And my manager said, oh, at the time, I mean, would you fight him so many days notice? I was like, yeah, because that's how desperate I was. Not to make money, not to get a quick payday, but desperate to show everyone 
how good he is and sh show everyone how good I am and show everyone what I can do. And that would, at the time, I thought this would be an opportunity for me to do that. And then uh, I remember I was in the bathroom, I think I was in the bath, and I'd, I'd lost obviously the British. And then I was 30, I think. And that's late for someone to start winning fights as a boxer. I was 30, and I was thinking in the bath, like, I've had like hardly boxed anyone since 2014 when I boxed for the British, and like, I just had no luck, and then not getting anywhere. I'm 30, I've got no money, I've got like, I'm not where I want to be, and like, I thought, yeah, but in the back of my head, I thought, yeah, but you could like have the, the best run anyone's ever had. You could have this fight, that fight, and, and, and over the next three or four years, win every fight and go on an unbelievable run. But that's just a thought. That's just like a quick dream. Like I didn't actually think that would happen, um, but it has happened, and, and, and more than that. Um, so yeah, it is quite unbelievable, and one day there might be a film. We'll get you starring in it. Well, I'm playing you, man. <laughs> um, listen, thanks so much, Lee. I do appreciate it. And like you, 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 the way these last three years maybe of your careers went you probably could make a movie out of it because like I said to you when I done my podcast with Joe I just said sit back relax get your popcorn and just enjoy Lee Wood while we've still got him so listen there's still plenty of fights still that don't go yet because I want to see all these rematches with the Wongtons and Conlins and Joe Cardenas because like I said to you you see my interview with Frank Smith I said if I'm not working on it Frank yeah, I need to be there you get a ticket off him on you I've seen it nowhere I've seen it you got a free ticket so uh I'll see you there then. Definitely, I'll see you there. Listen, Lee, pleasure to see you, big man. And I'll enjoy the fights tonight. And I'll see you soon. Thanks, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network.